Welcome to the Scrap Happier Podcast, where we share quick tips, tricks, and techniques to help you create scrapbooks you love and be happier while doing it. I'm your host, Alice Bull. Welcome to this special episode of the Scrap Happier Podcast. We have a special guest, and that's Teresa Collins from Teresa Collins Studio. I was so excited to have met her recently as part of the Scrap Smarter Experience, and I had met her two years ago at one of her special events held down in Park City, Utah. It was amazing. I left with so much inspiration, and so she was the perfect keynote speaker for the Scrap Smarter Experience. I am excited to have her here to share some of her insights and just to talk about memory keeping in as a hobby, as a whole, how much more it means to us than that. And I'd just like to say welcome, Teresa Collins. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here. And I want you to know that like being creative for me is so much more than a paper or a project. It is a lifestyle. And one of the things that I believe in so wholeheartedly is being a memory keeper. And what that means to me is more than just, hey, I'm going to write down and I'm going to journal, but I want to be in the story. So a little, a little why I'm so inspired is, so my mom died at the exact same age I am right now. So it's kind of scary. She died of a brain aneurysm. And when that happened, I was absolutely devastated. And one of the things I did, I had flown back to North Carolina. I found so many boxes of photos. I remember telling my sister, I have one sister and I was like, Shelly, I'd really love these photos. And as I was looking at these photos, I realized who, I didn't know who these people were. I did. There was no story. There was nothing. Occasionally there was that, you know, ink that was kind of smeared on the back, but that was about it. Cause we just didn't have a lot of those things. And I really felt torn. And I was like, I don't, you know, I thought I had time. And little did I know that about two years later, at the age of 29, I would have a full-blown massive stroke. I was seven months pregnant with my fifth baby. I know that's crazy. (laughs) What was I thinking? You know, five babies. I was 29 years old. And on the night I had the stroke, I was wheeled into the ER. My husband took me in and he was, he was also a physician at that hospital. And they were like, Dr. Collins, what are you doing here? I could not see, I could not move. I was completely numb. I could not speak. And I remember the two emergency room doctors as they took me into, I guess I was in a room and I couldn't communicate, but I remember listening to them saying, we don't think she's going to make it tonight. This is Dr. Collins' wife. She's, you know, seven months pregnant. And I just remember being like, oh my gosh, what do I want to tell my family? Like my, my kids were so little and I was just, it changed my life because I had lost my mom. Then I had this stroke and my actual degree is interior design. So I never thought about scrapbooking, to be honest with you. I took a ton of photos, but life changed for me because after that happened, I knew that I needed to not only, you know, start telling my story, but I needed to tell my mother's story. And that's kind of how it happened. Like 
I realized for me, I would look at all the products in the craft industry and I would say, oh, these are beautiful. And I just realized like so many people were just, it was almost like how much product can you put on the page? And people were putting like, they'd say, I spent $20 on this layout. And I'd go, oh my gosh. But for me, what connected to me was how can I take a photo and journal? I wasn't like, and I am not saying, Alice, that we should like journal like three paragraphs, but like journal with meaning. It could be, you know, I always say who, what, when, where, why. Those are my five things I'm trying to tell. And it doesn't have to be something majorly big, but I knew that I wanted to say who was in that photo because maybe I know, but someone else doesn't know. Um, where was this photo taken? If it's important, you know, um, and some people always go, well, what's the why? And like, sometimes it could be, the why could be like, oh, it's her fifth birthday. It's, or it could just be like, I feel loved or this, you know, whatever. And excuse me, when is date life goes by so fast. And if you put that little date, you can go, oh, wow. You know, I always say, you know, you think you look bad. And then 10 years later, you go like, I was so hard on myself. I looked great. And oh my gosh. My husband I, says that all the time. He's yeah. like, oh, you know, if you think you don't like to be in pictures right now, look back yes. at 10 years ago, you looked super hot. You're going to say yeah. the same thing 10 years from now. Yes. Well, I think people, I always say, stop waiting for the perfect time. There's no such perfect time. Like I have taught so many classes and workshops, always heard the same things. I'm like, well, where's your picture? I, I will call you out. And I'm like, well, where are you at in this story? I see 20,000 pictures of you. You're doing this for your kids. And they're always doing their projects for their kids, for their grandmother, for their mom. I'm like, well, are you doing it for you? Like to me being this creative process is you should be connecting with yourself and through your creativity. And, you know, for me, I look back on it and I go, wait a minute look at all these great memories. It's like looking in the rear view mirror and saying, look what we did, all this stuff. But like, wait a minute, we should be driving our car forward. We should be facing forward and saying, what are we going to do with our one amazing life? I think that it's something that really hits home for a lot of women, men too, sometimes, but that feeling that you know, we don't have that perfect life and that we're not pretty enough and thin enough and, you know, make whatever excuse. I know as a teenager, I had terrible skin and that was a big deal. And I didn't want to be in pictures. I felt so awkward, but it wasn't just awkward. I was awkward on the inside and the outside, right? I was just awkward. And I, that's how I felt every day. And so to kind of see who I was then and who I am now it's kind of this amazing transition it, it really does feel like that um you know the caterpillar to the butterfly kind of moment as to who I am now and are there still things I would change about myself sure but I think that I am the person I am right now and I have to love me for me and definitely your event was one of those things I know for myself, I took that message after the event, my, my good friend, Tracy, that was down there with me, she is in so many more pictures, pictures of her pictures with her daughter, pictures with her significant other. It's just made such a difference to say, I don't have to be different to be valuable. Absolutely. Well, for me, I never thought 
I would be running a worldwide company. I never thought a crafting a that's involved into a lifestyle. So the, what I quickly learned, unfortunately, was that there was a lot of comparison and a lot of competition. So competition and comparing those two C's can truly hold us back because we're comparing ourselves and we're competing with something that's that we we shouldn't be competing with. And so I always tell any event I'm at, I'm like, it's time for you to connect and to celebrate yourself. Don't compare, don't compete because you will never win. You will never win. And so for me, I didn't try to be like anyone else in the industry. I don't try to compete with what other people are doing. And that I know that's easier said than done, but it really is the way I found not only love, but self-care to myself is saying, hey, I'm going to connect with myself and say, what can I do to fill my bucket? Because you can't give what you don't have. And so I'm like, if I can build myself and build other women through who I am and, you know, other people, then guess what? It's a trickle effect. It's going to, it's going to touch you. And then you're going to share that. And then you're going to share. And we, that's what it's about because social media can, I believe can really destroy our self-worth because there's too much. The, the, the major voice isn't like, Oh, celebrate yourself. It's like, no, look at me. Don't you want to be like me? Don't you want to like, and so for me, I'm very, very careful on the amount of time I spend online. And that's just the truth. And so that's why I do my yearly events, because I always say, not only is it a creative event, but it's an empowering event, because I firmly believe if we can't love and accept ourselves first, it's very hard for us to give to other people, because it's, we, we get, we get in our own brain. And so for me, being creative is celebrating my life and knowing it's not perfect. And I know that that trickles down. It goes from your whole life and who you are and what you feel about yourself, but it also comes down to our scrapbooking. Like, yeah, I look at so many people that look at the pages and they say, "Oh, I want. I wish I could scrapbook like this person, mm-hmm. whoever that person is that they put onto this scrapbooking pedestal." We do the same thing with people in our life. Like, I'm sure people have looked at you and said, "Oh, Teresa's life is so perfect." Oh yeah, all the time and. And I, I think for me, I decided to use my story and, and that's why I do lives. I've had so many people tell me, oh, Teresa, you give too much away for free. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't do this. Why are you doing that? And I said, because I know the value of one connecting, but being real and just saying, Hey, this is life is hard, but this is ways we can build ourselves. This is way, ways we can, you know, embrace who we are and love ourselves. And it's so important that we realize that we, we can help other people through our creativity, like even sending, giving somebody a card, you know, or letting them know how much you love them. It, it's a gift. It's not only a gift we give ourselves; it's a gift for other people. And one of the things I firmly think that helped me to realize my story was I remember when my mom passed away, my mom had mental health issues. And I wondered, like, I thought, well, I wonder what medication she's on. I knew she went to a psychiatrist. She'd been in and out of um, 
hospital. She'd had back in the day, they used to do electric shock therapy. I don't know if they still do. And I kept, you know, thinking like, why didn't I ask my mom? It's not written down anywhere. I have no idea. And so now I look at that and I look at my life. And so my, my daughter has a rare, it's kind of a really weird thing that she found out when she was pregnant, she kept having miscarriages and she's got this disorder or whatever. I don't even, I don't even think it's a disorder, but she has this condition that we all got tested for. We all, you know, and I was so grateful that I was able to be alive to do that. And that we, we will document these things. When my husband had cancer, my whole family was like, after he passed away, I kept, I, I bet it's two inches of medical papers. And my kids were like, mom, why are you not throwing that away? It's like, isn't that, why do you want to keep that? And I said, one, I loved your dad. And that was a really painful time, you know, that we went through 18 months. But I said, this is important. And I remember my son, like, what's important about that? I'm like, I hope to someday we never have to go through this paperwork and find out everything they did. Or, you know, it could be knowing what your dad's blood type was. And then they finally got it. And I said, we need to write things down and you can always put it in a journal. It could be in a planner. Being creative is not just one thing. It's not just saying, oh, I'm mixed media. Oh, I only make cards. Oh, I'm like, for me, being creative is connecting with whatever we are feeling and just doing it. I think that <laughs> it's so funny because we sometimes think that we know when I, when I had my cancer, I had breast cancer when I was 27. And when I went through that, they of course are asking for my family history and I'm trying to be as thorough as I can. And they, my grandmother had passed away with cancer. And to my knowledge as a young kid, when she passed away, when I was 10, she smoked. So she had lung cancer. And then I mentioned this in passing to my mom, like about a year and a half after that. And she says, she didn't have lung cancer. She had ovarian cancer. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like nobody ever said, but there's all of these little untold stories within our families. And, you know, maybe that was a lady issue, or maybe it was just something you don't talk about with children or who knows the reason why, but there I was at 27, still not knowing the real reason that my grandmother had passed away. And, you know, I think that getting to know these things about ourselves and about our family and having that kind of documented somewhere really takes me back to what is important to put into my scrapbooks. I really want to put our life in my scrapbooks. I love making pretty pages. I want my pages to be beautiful but at, sometimes that means different things. But the only pages that I really regret are the ones that happened before that didn't tell the stories that I left the journaling for later or, oh, I'm not sure what to write. So I would say something like, oh, he's so cute or, You're, you know, we had fun. <laughs> and it just, it doesn't really add anything to that story. And I really think that what you're talking about is really the heart of why I am scrapbooking. And I think every scrapbooker should look at why they're scrapbooking. Can you tell us a little bit 
about what your scrapbooking looks like right now and where that has taken you over the years? Yeah, I found that I'm actually even more simplistic. So I realized for me that I want to know who, what, when, where, why. So I try to remember that when I'm doing my scrapbooking, my memory keeping, my planning. And so I look at it and, and Alice, I don't go on every page, say I'm especially doing a mini book. I don't go on every single photo, but if it's one album, I just make sure in that one album, I've shared those things like who, you know, and I find, well, one, my, my memory, as I get older, like you thinking you're going, we, we, maybe we didn't understand correctly, but we will, we, our memories fade. So we may look at that and go, when was that? What year was that? How old was I? And I think it's really powerful to kind of look back. And um, for me, what's evolved for me is realizing that my story really matters. As I'm doing more creative things, I'm really trying to embrace and build myself through my creativity and saying, hey, you know what? Like, you're learning, you're growing. And so I always want to document my family, but I'm always in those. If they're like, it's like when my kids go, Hey mom, do you want to go to Disneyland with us? Which I'd love. I go, yes. And then not only do I want to document that, but I want to document me being there because I'm alive. And every day I wake up and I go, yes, I'm alive. I'm so grateful to be alive. How can I have this amazing day? I really think that it begins with us. We can't feel, you know, like I said, we can't fill somebody else's bucket. We can't do unless we have it ourselves. You know, we can't give what we don't have. Can you talk to us for a second about selfies? Because for some of us, we don't have somebody else to take our pictures. And I think so much shame almost and has been such judgment has been put on selfies. Do you have any insight? Okay, two stories. Okay, Alice, you're going to die. So when I first started in the creative industry, I think it was like 2002. And it was probably 2006. I did a, my kids, I was always taking photos, right? And so my kids did, um, they must have been, oh gosh, they were little. And so for my gift for me, they had it bound. They probably had it like, you know, one of those where you send it off. They took all the pictures and they call it the ugly, they call it the ugly family scrapbook. Okay. And I'm talking like, Alice, these were not cute photos. Like we all looked awful. Every one of them. Do you know that that got so much attention because my girls and I just put it on my blog and it got featured on like some remote, like where millions of people saw this and they were like, oh my gosh, the ugly family scrapbook. So one, embrace all of those awful photos because at least you have them. And then I just realized for me, like taking the photos and putting myself in it was so important, whether it was a bad picture, whether it's just so as we are doing these, these, these projects, I look at it and I go, okay, like say a selfie. So about five years ago, my kids decided for Christmas to give me a movie and it was, let me take a selfie. And it was all of me and them. And it was to that song, like, oh my gosh, Alice, it was so bad because then I got self-conscious and I was like, 
I guess I take a lot of selfies because I usually like, cause I'm taking it with my kids or something. And they were like, mom, you're the selfie queen. Now, obviously it was funny and it, but I was like, am I, you know, I, I second guess myself and I'm like, well, so are you saying that? Like, I don't want to be that vain person. I really do it to document. And they were like, no mom, they're like the greatest gift you ever gave to us was not only living this life, like not just saying, oh, well, later, we're going to do this later was, but taking photos so that we could remember it on times, you know, that you couldn't remember. So when I take a photo, I always, the reason why I take so many photos, whether it's a, you know, usually when I take a selfie, it's usually with somebody in it where there's no one else to take it for us or whatever. But I like to do those because I feel like you have to love yourself first. You do. And there is nothing wrong with self-love and self-care. And that it's often so mixed with being conceited. And I'm like, no, like if you love yourself, you don't have to go around going, look at me. I'm all that. Look, I'm no, it is like, Hey, I'm comfortable in my own skin. I'm comfortable with my stretch marks. I'm comfortable with my, I am, you know, I'm comfortable with my wrinkles or not. And I'm, I'm going to be that I'm my own ambassador of that. I've designated myself as my healthcare advocate, my memory advocate. And so if I take these photos, I know that most, most people will never see these photos, but they do mean something because I, you know, we've all lost somebody. I cherish every single photo I have of my late husband and I, I love them. And he hated photos, Alice. Like he would like, don't take photos. So I would, I don't have as many photos as you would think after 19 years with someone, I have photos, but not, um, like I wish I had. And poor Brian, I got remarried and he's like, oh, wow. But put yourself in the photo, like, you know, or, you know, you may go, oh, Christmas, how many times do I have to take these Christmas photos? You never know. I hate to say this. We never know when our last Christmas is. We never know when our last birthday is. We never know. So take the photo, take the photo. You don't have to scrapbook it. And now you can just put it on a drive. You don't even have to print it if you don't want to, but take the photo. I think that that is such good advice and having lost two loved ones this past mm -hmm. year, it is really meaningful, right? Because right. when somebody passes, you go looking for those photos. And oh. I, I know that sometimes it can be a struggle because people feel uncomfortable in photos. So getting in the photos, getting those photos into our scrapbooks so that we can tell the stories about why people are important to us. What does your scrapbooking look like right now? You kind of said that mm -hmm. it's a little more simplistic. It, well, for example, I did a video the other day for YouTube because one of my favorite projects I did was a book for 2020. And I literally took a Teresa Collins notebook. It was a lined 64 page notebook. And I because of the pandemic, I was like really sad not to be able to see my kids. And I had a granddaughter, Emmy born. And so I have so many pictures that I took of me screenshotting a Zoom or asking my kids like, send me the photos since I can't see. So I did a complete yearbook of 2020. I started it in March because my 
all of a sudden it was like that light bulb. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm missing these things, but I'm not going to miss it. And so my daughter Taylor does photography and she started this, she caught, it was like self port, um, self or, oh gosh, what do they do it? Porch project or whatever. And it was kind of going around. And so as a photographer, she started doing it. And so she would go around and she took mine, she took our families. And then, so I took all those and I put it in this book and then I journaled it in a notebook and I did a video on it because I was like, it's probably one of my favorite albums I've ever done. Like it's literally right here. I'm in my office right now. I could show you like, I love it. And it's just the sweetest thing. And all I needed was I printed, I made some PDFs. I printed those out. I journaled. Uh, my first page goes, I want to remember this. Now, some people will say, I don't want to remember. I gained probably 15 pounds, Alice, but guess what? That's okay. I, I want to remember 2020 was hard. 2020 was a year that there was so much panic. And I was like, wait a minute, we can forget about 2020 or we can say, you know what, what did I learn? What did I grow? What, what grow from what? Um, and so I included it. Like even when I got grocery delivery, I was like, wouldn't touch my groceries for two hours. I think that I experienced anxiety for the yes. first time in 2020. And Absolutely. that was not an emotion or a feeling that I associated with myself before Ooh. that. So it was, um, yeah, I, I had to, I actually did document it because that yes. feeling of anxiety was, um, was really strange. Yeah. And so for me, this is such a simple book, but it was important for me to put those photos there of me not being able to actually be with the grandkids, but still getting pictures from them. And I journaled about it and I would say, you know, what I did, how we lived, um, and that to me is real, real scrapbooking, real creativity, memory making, whatever you want to call it, because it's real life. And years from now, my grandkids will probably not remember 2020. Probably not because they're, they're little, they started kindergarten, my oldest ones, and they had to wear a mask every day. And, you know, isn't that crazy? So I've got pictures of us and mask and those kind of things, because I was like, years from now, someone is probably going to look at this particular album and go, what, what happened? You know? And so I just feel like the real is important and I don't like to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to say I have a perfect life when I don't, I'm not going to, I feel like there's that balance between real I'm a positive crafter. That's just kind of who I am because I look for the good and I want to put it in there, but I want to do more than, oh, it was a fun day. I want to talk about a little bit more like maybe an experience. Like, for example, I did a Disneyland album and we had taken the grandkids. They were turning three and we went to Disneyland and the twins, Beckett was so scared. We were on Pirates of the Caribbean and I wrote this in my, in my Disneyland book. We're going through, have you ever been to Pirates of the Caribbean? So you're going down and these things are shooting at you. And Beckett got so scared. And he goes, wait, wait, don't shoot. We're the good people. He said, we're good. We're good. Don't shoot. Because he really thought they were shooting at us. And he goes, we're nice. We're good people. 
And I was like, and he's three years old and he's telling, you know, and I wrote that down. So I oh, was me. That's that a was, moment that's, I, that's going in the scrapbook. Yeah. <laughs> and so for me, I like to document or, you know, little things like that. You know, yes, it was the twins third birthday. We were there and, and we went, the entire family went and I'm so grateful for that, but why not tell like a little bit more? Or if you're struggling with something, it's okay to put that, you know, or, um, but I like, I like the real, like, you know, I've told my, told my girls they're, they document in books. They're, they're more scrapbooking. Like they'll have it ordered and stuff and they'll like do their journaling. And I'm like, that's perfect. There's no right way or wrong way. Who am I to tell you if it's not? And I remember at your event, which I loved Alice, Adam said something. He goes, I don't journal. And I was, I was listening and I can respect that because I feel like some people that's not where they're at, but I hope they will involve in, in that. And usually what happens, unfortunately, what brings us to that is when it becomes more personal to us and it's those baby steps because it's like having breast cancer and going, wait a minute, I have two little kids that I need to like share this with. And for, for me, after my stroke, I still have memory issues and I'm like, I better write that down. If you don't like your handwriting, there's nothing wrong with doing it on the back of whatever your project you're doing, putting it in a card, putting, you know, or let's, let's face it. We all have photos that we did not like how we looked instead of tearing it up and throwing it away. I'm like, put it on the back of a tag, put it in something. Or if you absolutely don't like it, then don't include it. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to include things that make you feel less. We get to tell our own story, yes. right? And we get absolutely. to write it in the way that feels right to us. Absolutely. Teresa, would you like to share a tip of the day for us? Oh, tip of the day. Um, I'm, I'm going to say the tip of the day would be your time is now. The time is now. Your time is now. It's not waiting for tomorrow. It's not even waiting for next week or that trip. It is now. It, you need to live your life right now. And if whatever's holding you back, let it go. You know, you have to be more fearless. And I know people say that. I will tell you that every way I have grown, like not only as a as a woman, a, a mother, even in, in business was like, the time is now, make the phone call now, send the text now, address that now, don't let, if there's something heavy on my heart, I'm like, okay, the time is now to get this off of my heart. Do I need to have a, a little love talk with one of my kids that's weighing on my heart? Do I need to have a conversation that's uncomfortable? Okay, the time is now to figure it out because so many, so many times in life we wait and we're like, oh, I'm going to tell that story now. Oh, I'm going to We'll, we'll go on that trip later. Um, the time is now to start planning it and then to take that action. And, and the one thing, oh, this is kind of, this is sad, but I'm just going to share this with you. So when my husband was in the hospital and they had told us that he wasn't going to make it, um, and it was on a Thursday and I'll never forget. It was Thursday. He passed away on Saturday. I'm so lucky it was crazy, Alice. The day before he died, he was able to talk and communicate 
and it was such a gift, but the thing that he was so sad about and he kept apologizing to me for was like, I'm so sorry. I never took you to Hawaii. I'm sorry. I never took you. Cause he was always like, when I retire, we're going to do this. When we, when I retire, I will do this because he was a workaholic and he always was like, Nope, haven't made enough money yet. And he was completely in his head. It was never enough. He was not going to do it until he retired. And so he said, forgive me. I never took you to Hawaii. If I could go back, I would take you to Hawaii. We never went to Hawaii together in 19 years. We rarely went anywhere because he was always like later, later, later. So for me, that's why I named one of my books. The time is now the time is now not to say later, 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 because we do not know if we have later. Well, I will tell anybody that's been putting off Hawaii, it is the yes. most magical place on earth. Yes. So please go. <laughs> like, yes. I, it, it is beautiful and amazing. And um, yeah, I absolutely love it. And I totally resonate with that time is now. Yes. You know, Thank having you. been down that breast cancer, cancer stories are, you know, they affect so many of us, whether you are directly the related to someone or have had somebody super close to you, pretty much everybody knows somebody that's been down that, that path. And I think like, we can't, we can't count on it. There are so many ways that we, we can't count on um, the future, but we can enjoy the life that we're living right now. Absolutely. One, like one little tip that I would give you, this actually came from my financial advisor. So about two years ago, he called us in and every year we go in and we meet and he does our personal finances and he does our, my business financial things. And he said, he goes, I want to give you a little tip. He said, cause I deal with a lot of people that, um, spend their money differently. He goes, I want you to think of it. He goes, there's three stages in life. He goes, there's the go-go stage when you can just go and do everything you want and, he, and then he goes, but then you get a point where it's the slow go, you know, you're getting a little bit older, maybe you can't do as much. And he goes, and unfortunately, then there's the no go. And he goes, and you don't know when that's going to hit. We really don't know those stages. He goes, but when you're in good health and you're like, you can do this, he said, go, go, you know, and then, cause there's going to be a point where you have to slow down and then there's a no go or a time when you're no longer here. And it hit me. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I am. I want to keep going. Go, go. I want to go, go. I don't want to like live. I don't want to say, you know what? I can't go on that trip because I can't hike that mountain. So I've got to work. I got to keep working on myself. So I'm in a condition to go. So hopefully that will resonate with whoever needs to hear that. Like, are you doing everything you can so that you're still going? Okay. And if someone is listening and they want to sit down and scrapbook, do you have a prompt that you think that would help them unlock some storytelling or something about themselves or a prompt for them? Oh, my prompt is what I always do is what is the why? What is your why? Like, what is, what are you trying to tell with what you're doing? Why? And I'm telling you, that's a deep one, but it, it really will help. And I, I do that in my crafting. I do that in my, why am I doing this live? Why am I doing this event? Why am I designing this? Why am I doing this? Because if you don't have a good why, it's you're just doing it for the wrong reason. Like why? You know, as a business owner, I never said, I'm going to, 
I want to, you know, I'm going to do this because it's all about the money. I was like, no, my why was my purpose. And like, how can I help people feel empowered? How can I help people see their value and that they can not only document it, but they can live it, they can wear it, they can show it. And I think when you go back to your why, you may go, well, wait a minute, I'm not going to do that then. Like, are, are you going to a party that you don't want to go to because, you know, is your why big enough to say yes to something? And if it's not, then you you need to be able to say no. No, thank you. That that does not, your why needs to be in your life. It's life-changing. I love it. I think it it's, it's not just a prompt for scrapbooking. It's a prompt for living. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Scrapbooking, living daily. Why am I doing this? you know, and I, it will serve you well. It really will. So would you like to tell us a little bit about projects that you have going on or things that people can get involved with, with you this year? Oh, thank you. So, oh, wow. What a crazy year. So I haven't announced it yet. So I'm telling you first outside of my company, but in March, I'm doing the first ever virtual retreat on self-care and we're doing projects and we're getting real on getting back to ourself. I literally, and I'm going to show it to you here first. I have, it's a project and it's, you know, it's projects because you're your, your greatest project. Right. And so not only that, but we're, I'm having um, other people come and talk about self-care because so many people, they don't, I guess it came from like, I get messages, whether they watch my YouTube bill, like, Oh, Teresa, what was that you did? Oh, Teresa, how did you know? And I was like, why don't we have a one day event that's all about self-care and a real retreat? And so I'm doing that. I'm going to be doing my creative event later in the year. Um, if, if, you know, I'm going to have to be honest, like it, 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 it's one of those things, like, as you know, like trying to plan and do it during this time, but I'm trying, I I'm, I'm speaking all over the world, but every time, sometimes it's getting canceled. So I have lots of plans. Do I know how many are going to actually happen? You, you never know, but regardless, you just keep going. Mm -hmm. So, and it's so, yeah. Adapting, right. Adapt to the situation as things yeah. change. <laughs> I have a beauty collection coming out debut. Um, a beauty category that I've been growing as a company, that'll be March. Um, and because I really feel like what the world needs is more women to feel worthy, to feel like I feel good and to pamper yourself today, like not wait. I had epiphany, Alice, like literally I was, it was about a week and a half ago. I went into my closet and I noticed that I had had this Victor and Roth lotion and I looked at it and I'm, it's my favorite perfume. And I was like, why haven't I been using this? It's been, you know, I, I bought it a few months ago and I was like, oh yeah, I was waiting because it, it's, it was a little bit more expensive, not crazy, but enough to where I, I had to justify using it. Like, oh, it's expensive. It's more expensive. And then I told myself right there in my closet, I'm like, use the lotion. Stop waiting to pamper yourself. Stop waiting. To, it's lotion. It's not like, and I, I, how many other people do that? We do that all the time. Scrapbookers yes. do that. They save their yes. favorite paper. Cause I can, yes. I can't use it on this project. Cause you know, that one's special. Yes. Use yes. your favorite paper use your people. Paper. Use your paper, use your stamps. You can always 
If not buy more, you will find something else to use. Stop waiting. Use the lotion, invest in yourself, and I'm going to continue. I do my Monday motivations every Monday, and I still do that because it's my why. It's like, how can I continue to tell my story? I want other people, too, that as they're doing their business, like you, Alice, to know that, like, we're in this together. Like, we can learn from each other. We can grow together. Our community um, working together is so much more powerful and better if we do it together instead of like like that compare and compete it's about connecting that's amazing Teresa. this has been so empowering if people want to connect with you online where should they go pretty much everywhere is Teresa collins studio whether my website my instagram my facebook my youtube it's all there so and i'll make sure that's linked in the show Thank notes you. for this episode episode number 60 of the podcast so you can find the show notes at scraphappy.org slash episode 60. thank you for having me thank you for being here thank you for sharing your message and the empowerment and just that little bit of a push a little kick a little nudge a little um, encouragement to get ourselves into our stories and to make sure that we're living the life that we want to live because that's the message I really am taking away today. You are, and you're awesome, so thank you. Wow, what a great episode. And remember, happy scrapping.